the African culture out here is not necessarily mainstream. So I miss that, you know, I miss the food, I miss the, the, the music, I miss that sense of humor. There was so much more that I missed, you know, from where I came from. And because I came all by myself, it just became much more intense. And so um, you wouldn't believe this, like back in those days, I would do crazy awkward things. Like when I'm walking along the street and I look at somebody, maybe I see somebody dressed in, like an African guy, I'll get super excited and I'll walk up to him or her and I'll be like, are you African? And most of the time they'll be like, yeah. Other times it'd be really awkward. They'll be like, who, who is this guy? Thank you for tuning in to IPU Podcast, a show about business owners, philanthropists, and influencers from the African diaspora. I am your host, Jay Tissy. Thanks for tuning in to IPU Podcast. It's such a pleasure to have you back. And if you're a first-time listener, welcome. Today we have a really special guest who kind of stole my idea in my head. <laughs> Just kidding. But welcome to the show, Christian Natong, the CEO of Aclave. I'm so excited to have you. How are you doing? I'm well, Jay. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here. How about yourself? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm really excited uh, to have you in a little... Like, I'm honestly really proud of what you're doing. It's one of those things like you have this idea in your mind and then you see somebody bring it to life. That's how I felt when we found you on Instagram. So I'm really, really excited. Um, Before we get into it, though, please tell our listeners who you are and what you do. Okay, um, my name is Christian Ntong, like you said. I am a software engineer, and I am also privileged to be the founder of Aclave. So Aclave basically is a social app for Africans, and we hope that's the place where Africans can go, you know, to meet one another and, you know, get to, like, find out what's going on in their local African community and all of that. I'll tell you more as we go. Nice. Um, and it's also, I mean, it's it's a social place, but you, it's also like an, a dating app, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We have a dating component on it. Actually, that's like our flagship feature. And so we hope, you know, like Africans in the diaspora who are looking out, you know, to meeting that special somebody can come out there and they can find, you know, Africans who are near them in the same city, or maybe they're just looking for to meet other, other Africans in other cities. Aclave is the place for that. All right. If you're listening, get you a clay. Forget <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> no, so the reason why I'm so excited is because we already had this discussion earlier, but I did have this idea, this same idea, the dating app for Africans, because as we all know, our parents, you know, want, uh, they always want us to date our kind, you know, I mean, to, for lack of a better word, I guess. But it's really unrealistic when you're in the diaspora. You're not you're not surrounded by people from your country. You know, it's very rare. And the ones that you are surrounded by are either your family or they've become family. So the fact that you created this platform is very much needed. And it's shocking that nobody has ever done this before. So walk us through the process um, of how the idea came about and the steps that you took to make it into a reality. Okay. So I currently, I, I'm, I'm in America, I live in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And so I was born and raised in Nigeria. So I've been in America for about five years now. As I came to America all by myself five years ago, 
And so when I got here, I came to Vegas. It took me a minute to get to like find or connect with people who are like me, you know, being born and raised as a young adult in, in Nigeria, I came out here. The culture was still in me when I came out. And so there was that longing to look for people to identify who share the same, you know, culture that like I did. And we know that the African culture out here is not necessarily mainstream. So I miss that, you know, I miss the food, I miss the, the, the music, I miss that sense of humor. There was so much more that I missed, you know, from where I came from. And because I came all by myself, it just became much more intense. And so um, you wouldn't believe this, like back in those days, I would do crazy, awkward things. Like when I'm walking along the street and I look at somebody, maybe I see somebody dressed in like an African guy, I'll get super excited and I'll walk up to him or her. I'll be like, are you African? And most of the time they'll be like, yeah. Other times it'd be really awkward. They'll be like, who, who is this guy? You know, so I was that excited. And especially like in Las Vegas, the African community is really small. Mm-hmm. It's not like, we don't have a lot, like maybe in New York or in Houston. And so finding Africans around always excited me. It really did. And eventually, um, also the other challenge that I faced was that I felt as if I, as I was knowing people, I felt as if I was missing out on the things happening in my African community. You know, like America, like the American culture is very fast paced. Like everybody's really busy going back and forth and all of that. And so staying up to date in terms of like things that were happening in the community, in the African community that I was living in was a little bit difficult because, you know, probably you don't know the right people to give you an update in terms of what's coming up. And maybe you don't have the time to keep up with social media like Instagram or, you know, Facebook and all of that to know what is happening. I remember this particular day, I, I just went out and I met this friend and um, this acquaintance who was also African. I'm like, hey, man, what, what's going on? Where have you been? What's been happening? He was like, yeah, we've been good. Where have you been? Did you know Whiskey was just in Vegas yesterday? I was like, what? I can't believe you mean like Whiskey was in this town and I had no clue. Like I was so mad, you know, <laughs> because I was really thinking about it. I'm like, this is not right. Why is it so hard? Like, is it possible that we can actually have that space where Africans can go get information on demand? You know, you can go and you have these questions that you ask and you have these questions answered about your African community. What is coming up in the African community that I live in? What African places are here in Las Vegas that I can find? Who are Africans that are out here that I can connect with, you know, meet? If I'm looking for romance, I'm looking for friends, I'm looking for connection. How do we go about this? Currently, the way it is is that Africans, like when you move to a city, it takes you a minute to find that sort of integration to like know your way around, find the places, know the right people, find the friends and all of that. It's a little bit difficult. And we hope with Acclaim we can be able to make this easier. So as you travel to a new city, it can be easy for you to integrate. Like for me, example, I used Acclaim last year when I traveled to New York for a few days. And it was amazing for me with Acclaim, I was able to discover all of these amazing Afrocentric events that I went to and I connected with people and I built a bunch of friends in less than one week. Not to talk about the dating aspect of it, that is how Aclave came about and you know we eventually I started working on this I think in late 2016 and eventually we launched the app um, in 2017 and the journey has continued up until today. How did you end up like let's just go back for a little bit 
why Vegas? Why did you choose Vegas of all places to come by yourself from Nigeria? Well, I know. I mean, for me personally, I've come through a journey. It's kind of been long, but a um, series of things that brought me to this country has sort of been by providence. At least that's the way I, I, I see it. And the choice of Vegas, I didn't really choose it. I didn't really have much of an option. Originally, when I was back in Nigeria, um, I was a media producer, like I was a photographer, I made videos, and so I was really passionate about theme. And what kind of spurred me ending up in America was that I said to myself, immediately when I, I leave college, I'm going to come out to you know, the U.S., I'm going to go to Hollywood, um, Los Angeles, and I'm going to study theme. Like, I used to have my friends call me Steven Spielberg, all that kind of cool oh, things, you know? That's nice. And so, like, when eventually it happened that I was coming out to the U.S., I set my eyes on Los Angeles. You know, I was looking forward to coming out, you know, to Hollywood and all of that to learn. But as it turned out, I didn't really know anybody. And the process and the system for coming into America was that you have to, like, specify at least the way you're going to stay for a couple of months to integrate. And so I, I really, really had nobody. And it was just a friend of a friend that ended up connecting me to this guy who was like, you know, he lived in Vegas. He was African, he was Nigerian, and I was able to connect with him. And he was like, yeah, sure, come on out, come to Vegas. No problem, we'll be happy to have you. And so that is how I ended up being in Vegas. And in, in just looking back at it in hindsight, it's something I am personally grateful for, for ending up in Vegas. Because, I mean, Vegas is just five, um, four hours away from Los Angeles, and I've been privileged to visit LA a couple of times. And... The, the lifestyle of the city does not appeal to me at all. Like, you know, with the traffic and all of that, I'm like, nah, please, I think I'm good with Vegas, you know. <laughs> and personally, like, you know, the cost of living is quite low and the weather is good. And I feel like personally it has helped me in, in terms of my growth. I've just been in this country for a little over five years, mm -hmm. but I feel like my growth has grown rapidly. And I also feel like the choice of, you know, me ending up in Vegas has contributed in a way to us having a clave right now. Because, like, if I'd gone to, like, a city where, like, there were so many Africans, like, New York, like, you know, Houston or L.A., like, it would not even occur to me because, like, there were Africans everywhere. Like, I'll feel as if, oh, these guys are around. I can talk to this person and all of that. But when I came out here and the community was much smaller and it took me a minute. And so that gave me an opportunity to think and imagine and be like, what can we do to solve this for our city? And, you know, the awesome thing is that we've created this solution that is not just for our city. It's available for all cities in every country of the world. So our clave is for Africans everywhere. Really? Oh, I thought it was just yeah. for North America. I didn't know that. That's cool. No, it's absolutely a location-based platform. I was just on the phone with someone in Sweden yesterday, and we we're just, you know, talking about what we could do to grow, grow our cliff out there in Scandinavia. So it's absolutely available. So we have users from everywhere. We have users in China. We have users in Hong Kong, in Paris, in Malaysia, in Germany, wherever you mention it. And we've built the app in such a way that it's able to, like, get your location and it finds everything that is African around you and it helps you be able to connect to the African community where you are, whether you're in Beijing, China or you're in New Delhi, India and at the same time it also helps you connect with Africans elsewhere. If you're an immigrant or you, and you want to share the diaspora experience with another African, let's say in Germany for instance, 
you can be able to do that. Or you say, hey, I want to build a relationship with someone back home. So we have Africans back home also connected. And so it's very, very exciting with what we are doing. Like Africans are able to connect with Africans everywhere. And there's so much possibilities to this. That's exciting. I didn't know that part. Oh, my gosh. So let's talk about the dating aspect of it, right? Okay, let's do this. Because <laughs> I, I remember when I had this great idea of like creating an African Tinder, right? And I, I, I shared it with a few friends and they just shut it down as in like shut it down completely. And they just, they were mm-hmm. like, well, you know, what Africans do you know are going to put themselves out there like that? You know, that just comes off as being desperate or even on Tinder, a lot of people are not proud of, of being on Tinder. You know, they always hide or lie about it or whatever. But if you create mm-hmm. this app, it's like out there, you know, I'm going to know that Christian is on this app. So which means you're ready to mingle. And you know, our, our community, we're so nosy anyway so putting your business out there on this app knowing that everybody else is gonna see you on there like what was the challenge when it came to that how how has it been received so far you see the interesting thing is um we just launched dating the dating feature on our app just two months ago actually Mm -hmm. but our claim has been around since like february of last year Mm -hmm. and we've kind of like been iterating the product and trying to like find a good product feed, trying to find, you know, the part of the app that appeals the most to people. And fortunately, we just discovered two months ago that, like you said, everybody wants to meet people, like, in terms of dating and all of that. And I think it's really, really important for Africans out here in the diaspora. And, you know, like you said, you know, Africans don't want to get in people's business and all of that. It's For me, it's something that we absolutely considered before we, you know, built out the dating feature within the app because Aclave is not a dating app. It's like a social platform. So imagine Facebook. Mm-hmm. Basically, that is what it is. Mm-hmm. And so we built this dating component within it. And within that, we it's kind of like a space. Like when you're signing up on our Aclave, we, we say, hey, welcome. This is a space that we have created for you to have conversations, meaningful conversations with the people that you like. And so you have the space where you can design it based on your comfort level. So if you decide, hey, you know, I don't want people to know me. I don't want, you know, people to know that, you know, I'm looking for love and all of that. If you want that, we we can be, okay, sure. You can have a nickname, like create a separate nickname from what you have on a cliff, you know, call yourself that, upload a set of pictures, you know, all of that is very, very different. So you have like a different dating profile that is very different from your main Aclave profile. And then you put it out there in that way when people come and all of that, you can start talking to people. And so if you, tomorrow it turns out that you don't like this guy or you don't like this girl you were talking to or things get awkward, I mean, boof, you can just decide to delete your dating profile and go on and keep doing the other things that you want to do on a cliff. So that's one thing that we, we designed from scratch when we built out the dating thing within a cliff. And the response has been really, really huge and positive. Like when we launched it out and people are just signing up like conversations every day. Like when I look at the metrics, like people are talking to people from one country or the other, like people are sending messages. It just, just made me realize that this is really, really, really essential, especially for Africans in the diaspora. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like, you don't understand what you're doing right now. You're changing lives. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now, have you always had an entrepreneur spirit or is it something that just, you know, came from you being here and ha- seeing that need and wanting to solve a problem? Well, well, actually, it's kind of like a blessing and a curse for me, mm-hmm. fortunately, or fortunately, <laughs> but this is kind of my third startup ever in my life. So my first startup was actually back in Nigeria before I came out here. So like, you know, I was entrepreneurial even when I was in college. So I never got used to the idea of working for somebody, like having a nine to five job Mm -hmm. before I came out here, like back home, I used to be a photographer, I'll be a video maker, I'll go out there, hustle, I created a company, I did a bunch of these things. And so when I had a chance to come out here, and I had this really cool business idea back in Nigeria, and when I had a chance, like I saw it at the time, I was like, this is an interruption, why? I should just say that. <laughs> but somehow, like when you've been beaten by that entrepreneurial bug, it's kind of hard as if you've gotten infected. And so when I came out here, immediately, like in less than two, three months, I was already running with my next idea, like my next big thing idea that I was working on. And so that was, you know, I worked on that for like a while, close to two years. And then, you know, Acclave is my third startup. So that's been the life that I have been living for maybe about 10 years now, the entrepreneurial life. So it's kind of exciting because I I feel like personally, like when you're an entrepreneur, it gives you an opportunity to grow and expand your abilities compared to, you know, if you're doing like a nine to five where... And um, the roles are very limited. They are telling you, hey, just do this, just do that. And you can't do anything else. But, you know, in my position, especially like creating a cliff, bootstrapping it, I have an opportunity to do so much more, not from being, um, you know, a software engineer to being a product designer to being able to like design graphics and do social media and talk to people and all of that. So like just being able to dabble in all of these things just to make that whole some idea of a cliff be great has been huge for me. And I feel like it has made me grow personally and especially like in my interactions with people and building relationships. It's been really awesome and something I would not trade for anything else. I definitely see the passion. <laughs> Thank you. So I meant to ask you, actually, why a clay? How How did you come up with that name? Okay, Aklave basically means African enclave. So that's how we came about it. Um, oh. you look it up, you know what enclave basically means. So um, I just basically, I got the idea. I was at work. I, I used to work for this um, startup where I, I had this friend. He was a Kenyan friend of mine. In, he had just moved. And we, you know, we started hung, hanging out. He, he came from New York and we started hanging out. And so I would talk to him and, you know, ask him a few questions. I remember, I can't remember the exact question I asked him that time, but he said something. He was like, I don't do African English. That's, that's what he did, he said. And it's something that I've actually seen and noticed, especially in the diaspora among some Africans. I don't know if it's a lot of Africans. There is sometimes like some Africans, tend to want to separate themselves from their community. Unfortunately, I've observed it. I don't know about you. I have too. (laughs) And so when he said that, I mean, it didn't really strike that much of a card with me, but somehow it just went into my subconscious. Mm -hmm. And so when eventually the idea for Cliff came, and I then remember what he said, I'm like, okay, so I guess we're going to call this African Enclave. And so we're going to shorten this and we'll call it Enclave. I will hope that this is that space where Africans can be able to interact. Because I feel like the reason why some Africans um, 
don't want to like interact in the real world with their African community, maybe maybe the fear of being sucked in, you know, into the community, like, oh, we don't want to deal with the whole drama and all of that. Like, you know, if you get close before you know it, everything is going to get dirty and nasty and all of that. And we hope that with Aclave, you can be able to have that experience with none of those side effects. You know, you can be able to connect with your community, plug into your community when you are ready for it. Mm -hmm. And when you are not, you can be able to plug out. And it was exciting when I told that friend of mine about it. It was like, oh, I love this, I love this, I love this. And, you know, he, he signed up and he's been on the app ever since. So that's how the name came about. That's interesting that, you know, somebody can say something that simple and then a light bulb goes off for the other person. Like, hey, that's that's a great name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, how do you keep up with all the um, events, all the African events that are going on? all over, I mean, to make sure that Aclave is staying on top of it. Okay. Um, like I said, I'm a software engineer. So the amazing thing about software is like you can be able to build and automate some things and it makes it really easy for you to be able to find, you know, events happening and all of that. And so with what we've done with Aclave currently, we've been able to make Aclave go out there automatically on its own to find all of the Afrocentric events that have been built, that have been created, you know, for the diaspora. Um, you know, whether, whether you're putting your event on Facebook or whether you're putting your event on Eventbrite, Aclave automatically finds these events. Yeah. And what we do when, when Aclave finds these events, what we do is just we curate these events and we pick them out and we're like, oh, this, this event is important for the community and we rank them up and all of that. And before you know it, I mean, as a user, you don't even have to stress. All you have to do is just jump on the app and then you're going to see all of these cool events happening near you. Okay. Is there a membership fee to be a part oh, of the Aclave community? No, no. Um, Aclave is absolutely free to use to sign up and all of that. But for our meet feature, we actually we are hoping eventually to um, roll out something like a subscription, like mm -hmm. um, for our meet, just to be able to like you know have money to pay the bills and all of that. But the whole Aclave experience is absolutely free. You can sign up. You can connect with people. You can have conversations and create relationships. Right now, it's awesome. If like you know, you're looking for your special somebody, get a tip from me. This is the time to go because everything now is free. So go on there, meet people, have conversations with people, find love, get married before we start rolling our subscriptions. <laughs> <laughs> you're a smart man starting it out free because you know our people. They see money and they're like, nope, not happening. Uh -huh. Yeah, we're going to make it really affordable when that, you know, time comes. You know, this service is really, really important for the African community. And we hope, you know, that, you know, our users, our members would be willing to support this so we can make this really successful because we are trying to build this as a service for Africans and beyond just dating. Africans, not just in the diaspora, need a bunch of services. And we hope that you know, with Aclave, we can be able to build all of these social services. Because when you are African, it's like this thing is built by Africans for Africans. It's easier for you to be able to identify the pain points of Africans. You know, that is the, that's the edge that we have over, you know, a platform like Facebook or Instagram. They are bigger and they are huge, but we are a niche platform. We know our people better. And so we are able to, like, build out solutions that's targeted to our people. Dude, you don't understand. I'm like so excited about this. 
<laughs> I really am. Um, are you still working as a software engineer uh, as your day job? Or is this no, like your really, full-time no, thing no. now? No, currently I've been working on a clay full-time for about six months now. Wow. How was yeah. that transition? When, how did you come up? Like, how, how did you decide I'm going to take this leap of faith and just jump? <laughs> I mean, Walk us through that journey. Yeah, you know, it's easier to do these things when you're young. I'm under 30 right now, so you're like, oh, <laughs> I love that you, you said know, under 30. <laughs> I'm not married. I got no kids. It's the best time to take risks, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. I'm not spending too much money and all of that. So it's easier for me to live on like $500 or $1,000 a month, and it's Vegas. So the cost of living is it's quite um, affordable compared to the other cities. And so I just felt like based on the kind of vision that we had, um, it was really, really important that at least we can have one full-time person working on this. And I've been working on this thing for six months. And trust me, I feel like the work is not even halfway complete because there's so much to be done, you know. So um, that's been the journey. When I used to work full-time, you know, and work on a cliff, I was able to achieve a lot of things for a cliff, but at the same time, I kind of felt limited, um, you know, my mind, especially, especially because software engineering is, is very mentally tasking, is very mentally challenging. So um, it's kind of, it's hard for you to fall in love with two people at the same time. You know, so that's yeah, I kind think of, it's impossible to be honest. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. So that's kind of like the way our job is. So, like as a software engineer, you are paid for your mind, so you can be able to devote your mind. And it's like when you're in love, like you give your mind to your partner, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was working this job, and at the same time, I was crazy about a cleave. And so I was really, really struggling. I was really, really struggling. And so when that time came about, I was like, whoo! Oh my goodness. And I've, I can, I can tell you like just being able to pay full attention, hundred percent focus on a career for the past six months has enabled the project to move so quickly and grow so fast. And we've been able to achieve so much more because of that. So it's been a journey and, um, I mean, we're not making money on a cliff right now. So, but we are hoping it's, it's very promising. That's it. That's where we are right now at this time. For the fact that people are able to pass and get value from a cliff. You know, my mentor used to teach me about value. Like business is just basically all about value delivery. When you deliver value to people, then people would be willing to pay for that value. And now I can see that people are getting value from the platform. That people can go on that platform and meet their special somebody and meet friends and make professional connections and stay informed on their African community. That is the value we are giving. And we have no doubt in our mind we are going to make it a profitable business as soon as possible. I have no doubt in my mind that you're going to do that as well. So you basically decided to leave your marriage and chose your side chick from what you just said. (laughs) What's been the most challenging part of of, um, starting up a clave? The most challenging part, would it be the the engineering or the people? You can have two. I mean, to be honest, I think probably what is working with people that has been the most challenging because, um, you know, I'm a software engineer. I can have 
challenges like in terms of oh i need to fix this oh i need to build this and all of that and you know the computer is sitting there and waiting for you staring at you and you can you you have to come up with a solution and create it and make it happen and all of that but when you're working with people when you come up with a solution that is just one part of you know the puzzle like getting to work with someone is another especially like where we currently are where a lot of the people who help us out or work with us we can't afford to pay them so it can be a little bit hard, you know, getting that consistency working. So I kind of feel like that has been the um, probably my greatest challenge, um, because where we are right now, I mean, we've able to, we have we've been able to do so much more, but just because of the situation in terms of working with people, it has really informed our strategy, like. At the beginning of the year, what we wanted to do with our clave and where we wanted to take it to, it has really changed currently. Like at the beginning of the year, we're like, oh, we're going to work with event organizers. We're going to work with, you know, platform owners, beauty pageant people and all of that. And the next couple months, it didn't really turn out as we expected. You know, the response rate and the consistency rate, like there are some features that we built on the app hoping that we'll be able to find people who would find this useful, like beauty pageant owners who do like audience polls. We're like, oh, we're going to build out a polling feature within the app where people can be able to use that, you know, to vote when they go out to beauty pageants and all. But it was a little bit difficult, you know, being able to work with all of these organizers. But now we're like, oh, okay, because we're dealing with that, maybe we're just going to switch strategies for now. And our current strategy where like we've mostly been focused on promoting a clave online on Instagram and social media has been the most successful so far. And I hope as we go and as we grow, you know, and the revenues come, it will be a whole lot easier, you know, to work with people because, you know, when you have money, you'll be like, hey, I would like you to do this for me and I'm offering you this. <laughs> it's easier because someone's like, okay, it's my time, you know, and I'm getting value for my time. So I hope this would get easier as we, we go. So working with people has been the most challenging and the software building the project has been the second most challenging. But we take it one day at a time. And that's, you know, the reason why you leave to self challenges, right? Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the fact that you even have these people that are volunteering their times because they do see value in what you're doing. So those are going to be your day ones. Yep, 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 yep. I absolutely appreciate all of my friends all of the acquaintances, all of the people, amazing people I've met. You know, when we launched this, um, and I launched it in February of last year with a bunch of friends at this African Student Association event here in Las Vegas, University of Las Vegas. And the support and the turnout was huge that day. Like, I mean, the African community is small. So having people that much coming out, you know, to sign up and support the project was really awesome. And then I thought what I did in the next couple of months, I'm like, you know, we're working on this project based on assumption in terms of like, oh, maybe this is what Africans need. So what we're going to do is I'm going to, you know, take some time and travel around the U.S. and try to, like, appreciate other African communities. Let me ask questions and find out, do they really have something like this out there already? Is this actually needed? Like, these were the questions I really, really needed to. I needed to have a vibe and a feel for what the African communities in various cities was like. And so, you know, doing this, having this experience, like I booked flights to everywhere, from New York to Chicago to Atlanta to LA and all of that. So it was very, very informative for me, like a great educational experience. And I was able to, like, build a network of friends and acquaintances, you know, that 
I'm still connected to at this time. And by the time I came back from these trips, I was more informed and I was more confident of what we were trying to do. That yes, this is important. Yes, this is what is absolutely needed in the African community. Nice. Yeah, I have, I've been seeing you everywhere. People are really supporting you. And which is how we even found you was, you know, through Cliff Owusu. Shout out to Cliff. Shout out to Cliff. He's an awesome guy. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, so we're coming to the end here and I've learned so much, Christian. I'm really excited. And just seeing the passion in your eyes just lets me know that Eclipse future is super bright. But since we're talking about apps, what are the top three apps on your phone that make you work more effective? Top three apps on my phone mm-hmm. <laughs> work more effectively? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Or that you can't live without? Like three apps oh, that you okay. just cannot live without. Okay. Okay, I'm just going to come through like in terms of the apps I use the most frequently currently. Um, I use my newsreader app because I like to stay informed. And so my newsreader app provides me with you know news about what's going on everywhere in the world and back home as well. That's really important to me. And um, my podcast app, I am a podcast listener. I listen to at least two podcasts every single day. So that's, those are like my utility apps. Ooh. And then I love music, absolutely love music. And so my music player will probably come, you know, like on number three. And then I'm working on a clave. And so I, I use a clave a lot. You know, a clave should have been number one. <laughs> should be my number one. Yeah, but yes. So those are the apps I use the most frequently on my device. Nice. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, podcasts. I heard you even... You have IPU, you're a subscriber now. Mm-hmm. So I do. I'm a subscriber. I love it. <laughs> love what you guys are doing. Thank you. Thank you. So where can people find you if they want to reach out? Some people might have a little, you know, they might be reserved about joining a club, which you've explained it very well. But if they want to reach out, what are your social uh, social media platforms? Okay, Aclave is available on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook. The handle is Aclave app. Aclave is spelled A-K-L-A-V-E, and then app is A-P-P. And so immediately you type those in, even if you just type Aclave, somehow the page or the Instagram, you know, or the Twitter should show up. Um, our website is aclave.com. So you can just go on there. You can get more information. You can sign up whatever you want to do. Uh, and if you want to reach out to us directly, our email is info, I-N-F-O, at aclave.com. My personal email is chris at aclave.com, C-H-R-I-S, at aclave.com. I'm always looking forward to connecting with new people, getting feedback, getting support, whatever it is that we can exchange in this African community that we are in. I am down for it, as long as it is positive. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Chris, again. It's been a pleasure. And I am going to get my phone right now and get my Aclave app. Get on Aclave. Thank you I'm so much to. for having me. Appreciate no, that. the pleasure is all ours. And I can't wait to see what the future holds for you. Thank you again. And for everyone listening, thanks for tuning in. Until next time. You've been listening to IPU Podcast. You can follow IPU Podcast on Instagram. If you haven't yet, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join us next week for another inspiring story. Follow your passion. It will lead you to your purpose. As always, 
Thanks for listening. Until next time.